This is a podcast interview with contest queen Carolyn Willman. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Timothy Schultz. Now, if you want to watch this interview in its entirety, we will put a link to the YouTube channel for this podcast, Lottery Dreams and Fortune, below. But without further ado, let's get to the interview. So I'm here with the contest queen, Carolyn Willman. She has helped other people win millions worth of cash and prizes. In fact, she has won over 400000 herself. She is the author of three books, including How to Win, Cars, Cash, Trips, and More. We will put links to her books below. Her story is absolutely fascinating. But Carolyn, how are you doing today? I'm so excited to be here because there's nothing I like more than sharing how to win. Yes, yes, and I'm so excited. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today to talk all about winning and to talk about sweepstakes and contests and the lottery. You have a lot of experience with all of these things. But first of all, for people that aren't familiar, what is your background? Can you explain what you do and what have you won? Actually, I started as a marketer, which is why I got so successful at sweepstakes because sweepstakes is just one form of marketing. And I found myself caught in the dot-com bubble. I was unemployed and I read an article in Reader's Digest about a couple that enhanced their life by entering sweepstakes as a hobby. And I thought, oh, that's a good idea. I don't have to work, I'll just win stuff. (laughs) It does not work that way. I have never earned my living winning. I wish I could, because honestly, if if I had figured it out, I wouldn't be writing books. I'd be lying on a beach somewhere every day of the year. But um, it sure is a lot of fun and it can really enhance your lifestyle. So if you have a very small travel budget, it can blow that up and you can go to places that you could never afford. It could replace uh, parts of your budget. So if you you know, are spending on groceries and you win grocery gift cards, you can use that money other places. It can get you things that money can't buy. Like I have pictures with Michael Bublé and Sting. I wouldn't meet them in my everyday life. So there's lots of different parts to this hobby that make it so exciting and fun. So how did that happen that you met Sting? That one was really cool. It, it was when he published his biography. They had a opportunity to go down and listen to him speak. They had a very small audience. I think maybe 100 people could listen to this interview about his new book. And when he um, he actually personally greeted every person that came and took pictures with them. And he was so nice. I thought, oh, no wonder this man's so successful because he's so humble and he was so friendly. He was such an eloquent speaker. I thought, I get it. I immediately bought his book after that. It was fascinating. And that was a lot of fun. Oh, I can't imagine. I mean, he's an icon with rock and roll for people that aren't familiar. So you are the contest queen that I'm speaking with right now. But how did you get this nickname? There was a fellow known as the Sweepstakes King. And he was the last uh, person to write a big sweepstakes book in the United States. And then when I was the next one, I thought, well, if he's the king, I'm the queen. But really, I say it's a good marketing moniker. There's a lot of contest queens out there. If anybody has seen the movie or read the book, The Prize Winner of Defiance, Ohio, the women in that book, if they had been born now with their cleverness in jingles, they would be executives on Madison Avenue in some ad agency. They were brilliant women. To me, those were contest queens. I've had the pleasure of working with Helene Hansel and now maintaining her legacy. We'll talk more about her later. And she, to me, was a contest queen. So I use it as a marketing moniker, but there's lots of sweepstakes kings and contest queens out there. Yeah, and and Helene Hadsell, for people that aren't familiar, I mean, she's very, very well known for winning all kinds of prizes. She has a huge following. She's She's passed away, but there is some new information that you have uncovered that we're, that we're going to talk about a little later in this interview. And I know a lot of people also have a lot of questions about your advice on how to, to win your insights on how to win these contests, because you're, you're winning all the time. Your people that are following your methods are winning all kinds of things all the time. And so I'm so excited to get to that. But how many contests per day do you enter? Right now, I'm actually down a bit. 
my preference is to spend about an hour to two hours a day entering closer to an hour and you could enter approximately a hundred giveaways in that time it doesn't take as much time as people think the key to entering that many in that short a period of time is to be organized that's actually mm -hmm. one of the things i see people doing the least mm -hmm. is they're not organized because if you're not organized you're going to easily disqualify yourself you're not going to maximize your odds of winning etc and when you're doing that you you are hindering yourself and so when you're organized you can maximize your odds of winning and it does uh, show in the results. So what are you entering? I mean, are these just online sweepstakes that you do a Google search on? I mean, how does this happen? The first piece of advice I have for people is to set up an email address just for entering sweepstakes. And then the second piece of advice is to use a sweepstakes aggregate. There's a lot of websites out there that have already aggregated all the legitimate sweepstakes for people to enter. I shouldn't actually say the word all, a lot, because there's also locals and they can't do every sweepstakes in the country. Companies in the United States spend literally billions of dollars running promotions. Now that's the whole aspect of running the promotion, everything from creative to advertising, to web development, to fulfillment, and including the part of the prize. But that is still a lot of prizes to be won. Everything from your local stores holding their own little giveaways to multinational corporations holding, you know, nationwide sweepstakes. So there's everything in between. There are so many prizes to be won. You, it'd be impossible for you to sit and enter the mall. You'd be up 24 hours and you still couldn't get to the mall. Well, what That's people... why this is a great hobby because there's enough for everybody. What do, what do these companies give away mostly? Well, everything from cash to trips to cars and there's what's really great is I call them there's the the small prizes keep you going in between the biggies I call them so you know you win a $10,000 check or you know $25,000 car or something but the small prizes you know I just had a $200 grocery gift card show up the other day well that saves my budget I've got one of my sweepstakes friends her favorite thing to win are gas cards and right now that's probably good prize to be winning everybody seems to have their favorite which also makes it fun i know people that love to win all the beauty giveaways you know the perfume and the makeup and it comes in and it's free i know other people that like to win anything branded so t-shirts anything with a with a brand on it they love winning that stuff so there's so many different types of prizes to be won you know everybody can be satisfied with what they're going after do you have a favorite source for where people can an aggregate for where people should be entering contests? I tell people don't use my favorite because what my favorite is might not work for you. There's different formats. There's everything from lists to forums. Some are um, are what they call freemium sites where you, there's a free section and if you pay a premium you get other features in the sites. Some are just subscribers only and there's different formats. Some are online, some are newsletters. And I tell people, go and check out different sites and formats and see what you like. Because when you are having fun, that's when you're going to win. You know, if I like a forum based, but you find it confusing, you're not going to win because every time you look at it to try and enter, you're going to get so frustrated. And that energy is not going to bring in any type of prize. So I tell people, go and check it, check out different ones. Poke around. Try this one for a month. Try that one for a month. Hmm. See what you like. And when you're having fun and you're enjoying the hobby, that's when you're going to win. I know you have won over 400,000 worth of prizes yourself, but what's the largest prize that you've ever won or one that sticks out to you the most as being the most valuable to you? Okay, I have three answers for that question. <laughs> <laughs> the first one is the most expensive, and that was a trip for four to the Winter Olympics when they were in Vancouver, Canada. And that was worth over $20,000 for four days because everything was so expensive. The airfare had gone up and the hotel prices had gone up, like everything had just gone up. And then the tickets to the games and events that we went to. And then we got all this swag. We got to our hotel room and the, and the, um, the bed was covered with swag from the sponsor. It was amazing. Hmm. And so that was a really uh, fun trip. So that was the most expensive. My favorite was when we got to go 
before they finished filming the Harry Potter movies, we went to London for the weekend to the studios and we were the first people outside cast and crew that had been on the set and there was a party for 150 people this was a global they had they held this contest in different places around the world so there was there was i think 30 countries represented and there was 150 people and we had a party in the set where they had the great hall wow you, yeah it was a little disappointing because you look up and you see all the rafters there's no floating candles <laughs> Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we know that's all CGI, but still, you're there, and it's. And they served us dinner, and it was actually on the props. So when you see the kids eating dinner, and there's all the chargers and the glasses and all that, they served us dinner using all that movie prop wear that I guess was usable clearly because people actually had food in it. And oh. then I have a picture of me in Dumbledore's chair. None of the stars were there, unfortunately, but they did have the animals. They had the drooly dog. I can't remember his name. And they had a Hedwig, the uh, owl. And they had him flying around the set. And they showed where the trainers are. And It was really cool. So that, to me, is my favorite. And then my priceless prize is tied. I have a picture of me with Sting. And I have a picture with me and Michael Buble. Love, love, love. So that's fun. Because those are things that I just... You don't get to do that in your everyday life. Yeah, that's amazing. That's incredible. So... When you enter all of these contests, I mean, it, it's a time, I assume anyway, that it's a, it's a time commitment and it takes a lot of your energy. So when you actually win, what does it feel like? Is it euphoric oh. or is it surreal? I mean, how, how does that feel to actually be redeeming these prizes that, that you legitimately won? I love it, but I have to say I've been doing it for 20 years, so I, it feels like old hat to me a little bit when I go and just use a grocery gift card instead of paying for my groceries. It mm. feels good, trust me. Like, <laughs> I'm not, you know, siphoning anything from my bank account, and I'm getting my loyalty points at the grocery store, like, double win. But um, I sometimes forget how exciting it is for people that don't. And I've been with my boyfriend, George, for five years, but he doesn't, he still thinks you have to work hard for your money, and I keep saying, no, you don't. And I had the grocery one grocery gift card that I hadn't used. And I said to him, hey, you're going out, use this. And he came back and he says, oh my gosh, it only cost me $10 for groceries. And I'm like, yeah, this is why I like winning. <laughs> it's just so funny. Um, and he lives with me and he just shakes his head every time I win something because he thinks this is, this is ridiculous. Like he'll pay for a vacation and we'll go away on a vacation. I say, that's okay, I'll get the next one. And then I'll win a vacation. I say, but you didn't pay for it. I said, no, I didn't say I'd pay for it. I said, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you just got back from Mexico from a trip that you won going down there. Is that is that right? That is a great story because it really shows the power of intention. Hmm. In 2017, my sister took me on vacation for when I turned 50. And I thought, okay, when she turns 50, I'll take her away. But that year, when she turned 50, we went on a vacation that I had won. We went to a trip for four. We went to Universal Studios. Then we went to a destination wedding. We had friends that got married. so that. And then my sister got married in the fall. So there was no time and no money to take her away. And then the world locked down because I thought, oh, I'll take her in the spring. That didn't happen. So when things started to finally open up, George had taken me on a vacation, and I think part of it is I was already in the energy of the tropics when I made this declaration. So I said, hey, now that things are opening back up, I'd really like to take my sister away on the birthday trip I never got to take her on. I didn't really buy that much for the wedding, so this would be like a really great wedding present. I want to take my sister and her husband away on vacation. And in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, I gotta finish my next book, I gotta pay off my credit cards, I gotta go to debt, I gotta save money for the trip. I'm thinking, and I'm, hello, I'm the contest queen, and I do all the law of attraction stuff, and I totally forgot. And I was home for four days, and then uh, an agency I work for sent me a giveaway and said, hey, can you just share this? And I read the rules, and it was open to Canadians, and booking.com was giving away 100 trips during the Super Bowl. And I thought, I'm winning me one of those. And what you had to do is you had to take a picture during the commercials. You had to post on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram um, about the picture, like how would it relate to travel? You know, there was a picture of somebody in a pool, and I'm like, oh, that could be Palm Springs. Or there was 
pictures of animals. And I'm like, oh, that could be Costa Rica or an African safari. Like I was just making stuff up. And then you tag the sponsor and you use a specific hashtag. And for four and a half hours, like I literally got to 3% of my phone. Like I just kept entering. Mm. Oh and finally, gosh. George shut off the TV and said, okay, it's finished. It's enough. And I'm like, oh, but I can enter till midnight. You know, like, <laughs> But I just said, okay, if I'm going to win, I'm going to win. And one day came and went and nothing. And I thought, oh. And it's kind of crazy that I didn't clue into this because I run giveaways. Like my job where I earn money is I'm a sweepstakes marketer and I run giveaways for companies. So mm. I should have known better that it's going to take a while to vet a hundred potential winners and then contact them and wait for responses like that. That's almost a week's work. Tuesday morning, I got the notification from booking and it said, check your DMS. And I'm like, <laughs> so I said, Hey, I want us a trip to Mexico. And he's just like, <laughs> so I only been back a week and I had a trip and I said, okay, but I've been back a week from my other trip. And I haven't won another trip yet. So I'm like, come on, what's going on here? <laughs> wow. Well, well, that's amazing. And you did mention that the law of attraction and, and your energy, which I know some people watching and listening to this are, are really interested in that. So what is that and how does that factor into this, into what you do? I believe that you have to think you're lucky and believe you're a winner before you are. Because, because if you say, I never win, you can almost feel that like, that's not going to bring you a win. And if you're doing any kind of social media contest, so for example, there was one recently um, that closed where I live where you had to dance to a song and hashtag the sponsor and they want the sponsor wants happy, excited people. If you're there, just kind of like, even if it's a random draw, they're going to look at your injury and they're like, yeah, we're not putting that on our social. <laughs> you have to be like, yeah, I love this. I love you. I just, this is so fun. And so when you're putting that energy out there, that's what's going to attract uh, prizes to you too. And so it's the law of attraction. A lot of people know of, of you know, ask for what you want believe you're going to get it and then receive it. So you have to do three different steps. You know, you have to be clear on what you're asking. You have to believe mm -hmm. that you're going to get it because mm -hmm. that's where I think that trips up a lot of people because they doubt it. And then you have to receive it. So I knew when I said to my boyfriend, yeah, I'm going to take them away and I want to go back to Mexico because we were in the Dominican. And I said, mm, I really liked Mexico. I'd only been once. And I thought I want to go back. And by the way, out of, all the things that happened, this is actually an interesting story. You have to kind of trust the universe. Hmm. When I was booking the trip, there was a lot of different factors with the agency. And we ended up at the only resort I've been to in all of Mexico because I wanted to go see something else because there's this world is big. We could, we're, we got a big planet. We, there's lots of exciting things to see and do. Of course, I ended up at the exact same resort and I was a little disappointed and I thought, okay, I'm trusting the universe because I had wanted mm. to go to Puerto Vallarta. Well, the week we're in Mexico, there was a category four hurricane on the other side of the country hitting Puerto Vallarta oh. and we had fantastic weather and I, and I was walking on the beach saying, thank you because you, you put me exactly where I needed to be for exactly what I wanted. You have to trust that what shows up is the right thing. What story sticks out to you the most in, in your life, in your experience over the, the past, you know, couple of decades, how in your experience doing this with the law of attraction, with where it's just, you know, sort of in your face and you're like, oh my gosh, I put my energy to this and this, this happened. I mean, do you have any, what sticks out to you the most? I know I'm gonna, we haven't really talked about Helene Hansel a lot and we can talk about her more in a bit but one of the things she told me is that i split my energy she was famous for winning every prize she ever desired including a fully furnished home so we'll we'll get that off to the side hmm. and she told me because of how i conduct the hobby i go to these aggregates and i'm like ooh, i would like that trip to mexico Ooh, i wouldn't mind winning that car Ooh, 
there's a concert I could win tickets to. Ooh, there's this. And I go and enter all these different things. And I'll sit and I'll enter 100 and I'm having fun for an hour. I'm like, ooh, wonder if this is going to show up. Ooh, I wonder if that's going to show up. And that's where she's like, you're splitting your energy. What she used to do is find one thing she wanted. So one of her examples in her book is she, her kids wanted to go to a dude ranch. So she found a contest for a dude ranch. And she entered the one contest, focused on it, understood she was going to win it, and then just won it because she wasn't splitting her energy. She says, you're splitting your energy. That's why you're not winning as much. And I decided she's right. And to me, picking one thing isn't fun. And again, if you're not having fun, then you're not going to win. So I decided I'd rather split my energy because for me, that's more fun. And again, that goes to back to how you have to conduct the hobby the way you enjoy it. I know one fella, believe it or not, there's annual national sweepstakes conventions. Every year there's convention for, I call it the good crazies. We, <laughs> we all converge on a city and um, there's usually anywhere between 300 and 800 people, depending on the year and location. Hmm. I get together and there's speakers and there's prizes, of course. And then we just hang out because it's so fun. I've made friends for life from this hobby, which is actually a prize that I never expected when I started, which is kind of hmm. nice. Like I've gone on adventures and I've met people outside hmm. of actually entering sweepstakes hmm. that are almost better than any prize I've ever won. I think I'd have to win a car or a house to kind of maybe top the friendships. Hmm. <laughs> I'm still waiting on those two. So the relationships at the conventions, I think, would be invaluable. That's that's so wonderful. But with Helene Hadsell, for people that aren't familiar, you, you mentioned her. So she was the contest queen before you were the contest queen. Is that right? Like She, she has yeah. a huge reputation and still to this day a huge, huge following. And first of all, you met her and she gave you some some guidance and some insights. So what happened? What happened was, is at some point, every sweeper learns about Helene because she was famous for winning every contest she ever entered, including a fully furnished home. But technically, it was every prize she desired because if she wanted one prize, she would enter multiple sweepstakes for it and just wait for the one prize to show up. And in 2008, I had a podcast before it was cool. <laughs> And I had her as a guest. I was a terrible interviewer. So if anybody goes and listens to that, I apologize in advance. But her information is still good. So I, I share it. And after the podcast was over, I was on air, like on the phone with her. Because we actually would phone in on a landline. This was like before any of this technology. And I said to her, can I come down to Texas and visit you? And she said, no. And I'm like, all right. I I took my shot. Three days later, she calls me back and she says, well, you better come visit because your guides are really loud. Like she was extremely intuitive. Oh, wow. Actually psychic. If you read some of her other books, she talks about other aspects of her um, intuition. Hmm. And she said, you better come down and visit. So during that four day visit, she had said to me, look, you should be teaching maneuvers for witchcraft because when I'm gone, there's going to be no one to teach it. Because I think her original... Teaching what? Teaching what? She called it maneuvers. Yeah, it is a tongue twister. She called it maneuvers for witchcraft. And the idea mm -hmm. was uh, she didn't want anybody calling how she manifested prizes witchcraft. So she mm -hmm. called it wishcraft. Yeah, and, and then maneuvers is a play on maneuvers, like win... Like she, she loved when you read her books, she loved playing with words and hmm. making things up and being silly. I mean, come on, we got to have fun here, right? Yeah. And so she loved playing with words. Like when I sign her books, I say, I hope you have many wonderful adventures because it's kind of like a, a nod to her and, and how she played with those words. It's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. And then... Um, anyway, she, she said to me, well, you better teach it. And then hmm. I didn't do anything with it because my life kind of took a left turn. Hmm. And in 2019, I said to George, I better do something with this because her son Dyke is aging and hmm. he's the last child. Her other two children had already passed before she did. 
Mm-hmm. And if I don't do something with this, this is her work is going to be lost to everybody. I better get off my butt and do something. And so I contacted Dyke and I got the rights to her work because I thought uh, we've got to revive this. And so I, I modernized them. You know, I got them in digital form. They weren't in digital form before all these different things. And um, as part of that, her son Dyke said to me, do you want what's left of her library? And then, you know, the remaining business paperwork. And I said, sure. And he's, he's getting up there and for him to try and pack it all up and ship it to me. I said, do you want me to come down to Texas and get it? And he said, sure. So I literally, (laughs) I took a couple of weeks to wrap up what I was doing here and I got in my car and I drove to Texas (laughs) and I spent three days. Oh my gosh. And you're in Canada. I'm in Canada. Yeah. It took me three days to get there. Mm -hmm. I spent three days there and then it took me three days to get back. So I, I, it was, yeah, it was fun. I, um, I spent, uh, you know, time getting there. I just thank goodness for Spotify and audible, right? That's what I did in the car ride. And, uh, when I got there, it, her house had been closed and she passed away. So things were, you know, just sitting there stagnant and I had to kind of sort through it because things had just been left on the shelf. And of course I only took what was going to continue her legacy. I didn't need her cookbooks and I didn't need, you know, some of her other material, you know, any of her fiction, you know, she read fiction novels. I wasn't going to take any mm-hmm. of that stuff because it wasn't going to help maintain how I can teach people what a wonderful, fun, amazing, quirky woman she was. In mm-hmm. that, I found some things that I didn't know. So one of the things that occurred was I had done some TikToks on Helene mm-hmm. and people were mad at me because she hadn't won the lottery. Mm-hmm. And there's two answers to that. One, most people want to win the lottery because they want the money to do certain things, to feel certain ways and have certain things. Like I want to win the lottery so I can buy the house. But if you can just win the house, you don't need the money. So that's what Helene did. She won. She just won what she wanted. She didn't. So she didn't focus on the money because she got the end result. She didn't need that middle step of the cash. She's like, oh, I want a house. I'll just jump right over it. And then there was no lottery. This is, we forget that lotteries weren't always around. Texas didn't have a state lottery until November of 1992. Hmm. She was entering sweepstakes in the 50s and 60s, like 40 years before there was even a lottery. So she didn't really play with it a lot. And so in the second edition of her book, she did give a small bit of advice on how she thought because she wrote this second edition in 1988. It, still, again, before Texas had the state lottery, but other states had lotteries. So she she gave it some thought and gave some advice on how she thought she would approach it. But that's all she had. And then after I got home with all of this material, I finally had a chance to sit and really go page by page. Cause basically I could kind of tell at the time I was sifting through paperwork. Oh, this is important. Put it in the box. I didn't really study it. I could just kind of tell. So I was going mm. quick. And then mm. when I had a chance to sit down and go page by page, file by file, I found some stuff that she had written on the lottery after the fact mm. that, uh, nobody's if she's if she published it i have not seen it anywhere so helene hatzel has some new insights that you recently uncovered about the lottery are are you able to share what what a couple of those are yes so one she wrote in 1988 and she included it in the name it and claim it game and i'm going to paraphrase it here because it's a bit too long to read out but her advice is to use numbers that are significant to you Okay, you want to use numbers that have energy, like uh, your birth date, house number, your social security number. And she said, use the same numbers, giving them energy every time you um, play and see yourself being presented with a hefty check. That sounds good. So then one of the in pieces that I found in the paperwork that 
she had um, not published before. I don't know what year she taught the class, but she said uh, to this class, the numbers have energy. Because in this class, they wanted to know how to win the lottery. And so she, then she conducted an experiment asking each person which numbers they played. And they went through 1, 2, 49, and people put up their hands at each numbers. And they noted which numbers had the most people playing them. She said those are the numbers that people are giving the most energy to. Well, one of the participants in the class at lunch went out and bought a lottery ticket using the numbers from that class. She got all of them but one. So she didn't win the grand prize, but she won $25,000 oh from my. that class. Oh, my gosh. That's wow. incredible. Yeah. And she, so, what yeah. was the, the – she used a, a method known as spec in, in her – when she entered contests, what, what was that? Spec? It actually ties right into what we talked about with the lottery numbers. So mm. spec stands for select it, project it, expect it, collect it. So select it is what do you want to win? So it could be a car, a trip, a grocery gift card, the lottery. And actually spec isn't limited to winning prizes. You can use it in any area of your life if you want a new job, if you want to focus it on a new job, if you want a new relationship, if you want, you know, it, don't limit yourself to just prizes using Helene's method. That's the beauty of it. They're universal. So hmm. select it, whatever it is that you want, then project it. So you're going to, you know, visualize yourself in this case, like she said, imagine yourself having a hefty check handed to you. Or you can imagine yourself getting the keys to a brand new car. You could imagine yourself, you know, heading to the airport because you're going to get on that flight and jet somewhere south. Just visualize whatever it is you want. You know, going to the grocery store and handing over a gift card because you're getting all of this for free. You filled your basket and it's free. Pumping gas and it's free. Whatever it is. So select it and then pro so project it by imagining it. Um, I also like to use other tools. I like my vision board. It helps mm. remind me of what I want. It's also fun to make them. Um, Helene used something called the three by five method. She would take a mm. three by five card vertically mm. and write on it keywords of what she wanted, like blue car, you know, international travel, um, gift cards, you know, just real quick, short goals mm. and then tape them like in the bathroom, in the car, near her desk, where, where in the kitchen, wherever she was going to spend some time and she could see it. And those trigger words would, it's kind of like a mini vision board. Um, people do it all the time on their cell phones now. Cause you gotta remember <laughs> she, she never had a cell phone. Mm. So she would use the three by five. A lot of people use their lock screen now on their phones to mm. hold the image with with words or pictures of what they want to win or their goals. Mm -hmm. So we, we can we can modernize it and then expect it. And I think this is the part that trips people up the most because doubt starts to creep in and they think, oh, I'm not going to get it. It hasn't showed up. Some mm. things don't instantly uh, manifest or arrive. And that's a good, can be a good thing because if we just start, I saw somebody use this example one time and it's kind of hilarious. Um, you know, just start imagining an elephant in your living room. You do not want an elephant in your living room. That would be a disaster, right? You don't want that to manifest. Yeah. And um, so, you know, some things, you know, you should be glad your mind isn't so powerful as you could just literally think of an elephant in your living room and poof, they would appear and just destroy your couch and, you know, poop everywhere and whatever they were doing, <laughs> so, you know, trunk of flailing, breaking windows like this would be horrible. So some stuff takes a little time. So when you think of some things, you have to give it enough energy and give it a bit of time to, you know, to get to you. It's kind of like turning the hot water tap on in your house. You don't. it takes a few minutes and then it comes because it's got to go through the pipes manifesting is kind of the same you turn the water on you got to wait a minute hmm. and then it shows up and that's 
sometimes a good thing, but people get impatient. They're like, well, I turned the water on. It's not here yet. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's not coming. And then they start, then they start doubting and they start trying to do other things. It's, no, you have to have a little patience. It's kind of like floating in a pool. You just put your arms out and you just float. You're, you're fine. It'll come. And then collect it, which is the easy part. You know, you go down to the lottery office with your ticket and collect that check, <laughs> you know, with your ID, make sure you got your ID with you and go collect it or make sure your passport's up to date because you're telling the universe I'm ready to travel at any minute. You know, get those loyalty cards at the grocery store because you're going to be shopping for free. So you can also get your loyalty points. It's awesome. You know, you can make sure you're ready for whatever it is that you're asking for. And I've, I've interviewed some people that are very much into this subject and, and some of them have also said and strongly believe that, you know, taking action also in addition to the belief is, is very important because if you don't, you know, if you visualize it and everything, you actually have to take the step to, to do it as well, right? I don't know. Do you know the old joke about Joe and God? And he, he would go every week, he'd go to church and he would pray, please, please let me win the lottery. I, I would do good with it. And, and every, every week for months and months, he went every Sunday, please, I want to win the lottery. And then finally, one Sunday, God calls down and goes, Joe, meet me halfway, buy a ticket. <laughs> That's right. Like, like Joe needs to take action. He can't just you can't just be praying for. It. You got to take action. It's actually called the law of attraction. Like action mm. is right mm. in the name. So if you want to be a famous author, you actually have to sit down and write that book. If you want to lose 20 pounds, you need to eat healthfully. If you want to become buff, you need to go to the gym every day and like get on the treadmill or use the weight machine. You have to take action. They just doesn't you don't go to bed one night and wake up and like, Poof. like that would be crazy, right? Like it, <laughs> yeah, you have to take action, and the results start to show because you've pictured in mind you're what you want. Getting a job, you can't just sit here. You gotta pump up your LinkedIn profile. You gotta create a resume. You gotta go on the job sites. You gotta send it out. You gotta contact everybody you know and say, hey, I'm looking for a role. What? Who do you know? And mm. those things result in, in um in the in the action taken like for example when i said i i won the trip to mexico well i didn't just hope i i entered furiously and mm. focused on it for four and a half hours now that was a ridiculously good sweepstakes because the entry period was very short that's that doesn't happen that often usually there are weeks or months yeah you know chance to win but that was that was that was actually one of the keys to winning because there's going to be less people entering because the entry period is literally one evening. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. What do you tell someone that, that is feeling a little frustrated and down on their luck because, because they haven't been winning? Oh, we all go through dry spells as sweepers. Hmm. And uh, you just have to keep entering. And sometimes it's okay to take a break. I tell people, you know, if you're not feeling it right now, this hobby, companies have been running sweepstakes as a marketing tool. I have books because I collect sweepstakes books discussing marketing sweepstakes as a marketing tool from the 1900s. Hmm. This hobby has been around easily for over 120 years, probably more. It's not going away. So if you're feeling a bit burnt out and you take a break for a week, a month, a year, it doesn't matter. Guess what? When you come back, it'll be here. Now, it might have changed a little because social media took over. Like, there's all kinds of new methodologies that Helene, when Helene was entering, it was in store, on the radio, and mail in. Hmm. And what has eclipsed that is online, which hmm. includes everything from just straight up online forms to social media on all forms and texting. She couldn't have imagined any of those entry methods at all. Yeah, technology really, really changes very quickly. And I, I want to get into your advice for, for other people in just a second. But are there any success stories from people that have followed your method that stick out to you as being you know, particularly fantastic or that you want to share today? 
actually my favorite is my friend who became my friend. His name is Tom Cavalli. And he read my book in 2008, my first edition called You Can't Win If You Don't Enter. And he thought I could do this. And where he lives, so I'm in, I live in Canada and he lives in the United States. And the United States are the best marketers in the world, the Americans. And so there's far more winning opportunities than there are in Canada. And so he has eclipsed me in wins. And he actually started a newsletter called I Win Contests to also teach people how to win and to help them find the giveaways. And so I refer to people to him all the time. And he's, he's always off. Actually, it's really funny. I call it a sweeper problem. He just posted a picture. He was on vacation and he said, no, I didn't win this. <laughs> and I said, yes, we actually are consumers. We do purchase things. We don't win everything. We, we do buy things. Um, you know, uh, actually as a marketer, I teach companies that sweepstakers make better consumers because we'll go and try things and, and support the sponsor, whereas other people might not. And so we actually make better consumers because, yeah, sadly, I don't win everything. <laughs> I just win a lot. <laughs> so there are people out there that that view what you're doing and, you know, other people that win prizes, you know, my life, uh, other people, many people I've interviewed as being lucky. But what is luck in, in your opinion? Oh, I think you have to make your luck. Mm -hmm. It doesn't just show up. I mean, like I said, you have to go out there and find the sweepstakes and enter. But it's like getting attuned to it. So, for example, mm -hmm. I think this has happened to everybody. You decide you need a new car and you go test drive a few. And then you're kind of trying to pick what you want. And you kind of like this one. And suddenly, while you're driving around, you start seeing that car everywhere. Because your brain filters out so much information it will only show you what you've decided is important. Hmm. I'm to the point where I see the word win everywhere. Hmm. Like I will snap my head. Wait, was that a giveaway on that sign? Like, did I miss something or in the grocery store? I'll back up like, wait, did that box have something on it? Oh no, it was nothing, you know, or one time I, I've trained my daughter very well. I sent her off to get something from one of the aisles. I'm like, why is she taking so long? Meanwhile, she's down the chip aisle with her phone taking a picture of the bag because it had a sweepstakes on it. And she wanted to make sure I saw it. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's okay. We'll just buy a bag. We support the sponsor. <laughs> and then we have all the rules and everything. So you start to really become attuned to that. And so it, it, it's, and it self-perpetuates because, for example, the social media algorithms will mm -hmm. feed you more of what you look at. They've done studies on this, you know, they'll set up a bot to look at dog videos and then all they see is dog videos recommended to them. Mm -hmm. Well, my entry Instagram feed, guess what guess guess what I only see on that Instagram feed are giveaways. It's mm -hmm. crazy. It's feeding me more of what what I do. So it, it yeah, it becomes in your favor. And then it makes it entering and winning easier because it's it's coming to you. Yeah, no, that makes makes complete sense. And so for people that are that are watching this, that are really hoping to start winning sweepstakes contests, you know, they want to follow your your methods. How can they do that? What's what's the quickest way to to start doing this? Uh, to reiterate, set up an email just for entering. Uh, that filters a lot of stuff out, and then um, and check it every day because you don't want to miss a winning notification. If you start entering in social, check all those notifications, use a sweepstakes aggregate, and then read the rules properly. Like read the rules and follow them. Because if you don't follow the rules, you're, you've disqualified yourself. Oh, I remember at the beginning, I'd get so excited. I'd, and I tell people, read the rules. I get so excited. I fill out a form. I'm like, oh my gosh, this would be great. When I was married, my, I call him my husband. I would fill my name. I'd fill out his name. I think, oh, I should read the rules. Oh, it's one entry per household. I've just disqualified us. Like, no. ah, why did I do that? Read the rules first. Hello. 
you know, one time I ended up sumo wrestling someone because I skimmed the rules. So I won the, they gave away four silver passes to the indie race. My ex, uh, mm. my husband was a great, he loved car racing. So I was like, great, I won the passes for him. And then they said, oh, and you have to come down to win the grand prize. You have to sumo wrestle each other. Well, two of the people took the silver passers and left. But I thought, oh, I tell people I'm the contest queen, read the rules. I better, you know, suck it up, buttercup and go down there. And so I sumo wrestled somebody. It was too, I got clombered. I didn't win. But so you, um, you actually sumo wrestled somebody. Yeah, I didn't read the rules properly. I so, skimmed them. I missed the part about having to go down and sumo wrestle. <laughs> Wait a second. So what was that like? You were actually, I mean, did you have the, the oh, out, outfit on and everything? Yeah, I mean, what? Was, how does that work? It was kind of terrible because it was July in the middle of the racetrack. They had this wrestle ring set up. And it, I think it had to be like 104. So these wrestle suits are like vinyl. So they're all sticky. And they lie them down and you scooge backwards into them. And, and I'm only 5'2", so the suit came to like here. And then on the tops of my feet, it was rubbing. And then the helmet was so big that I said, here, give me my baseball hat. I put it on backwards, hoping it would hold the helmet up. It didn't work. Then I saw somebody had some of these wrestle t-shirts. I'm like, give me one of the t-shirts. So I folded it up and stuck it on my head and then put the helmet on. So now it's kind of, I could see, but it's not attached properly. Then when this other and the other fella had sumo wrestled and he was bigger, he was almost six foot. So he's like coming along and he just bumps me and I went flying. He had to sign the declaration saying, basically, if you die, it's not our fault. And yeah. uh. and then I got squished in between the um, the 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 not the bars, the, the elastic, the cording around the ring. My head got jammed. The helmet got jammed. And then I'm there. Oh. And of course, then it came down over my face. And so now I'm stuck like a turtle. It was, <laughs> I couldn't move. People had to come rescue me. It was, it was terrible. Oh my gosh. But, I, but you know what? I kind of laugh at it because it's my own fault. I didn't read the rules. It's a memory I will never forget because I do say this hobby has taken me on adventures. <laughs> and I've done things that I would never have done had I not <laughs> won it. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I still tell the story. It happened like more, about 10 years ago. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad you lived to tell about it. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So you can do things that are crazy. Uh, I know people that have been in wing eating contests. I know a woman, they didn't have, somebody didn't show up. It was like at a radio station thing. They were giving away a car. They had a, a tub, like when a swimming pool full of foam. Hmm. People came prepared. So they're in their swimsuits to go in. They all qualified, but they were short. And they said, is there anybody here, like viewers, want to go try to see if you can win a car? She's fully dressed in a business suit because this was like, I don't know, back in the day and everyone worked in the office. Hmm. She's like, I'll go. She literally you know, blouse, slacks, pantyhose, whatever. She's like, I'm going to win a car. I'm in the pool. And off she went. Yeah, like people do crazy things to, to win. I know people who've dug through snow looking for car keys as for part of a contest. I. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's a fun hobby. You can do all kinds of crazy fun things. That When are you going to do that in everyday life? And live yeah. to tell about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. New adventures. Just read the rules. <laughs> that, that's... Yes. Yeah, that's great. All of them. So you you actually go to conventions full of people that do exactly what you're doing. Is that right? That that do contests and that enter full time sweepstakes entering people. I don't know what the what the term is, but tons of people, you know, hundreds of people that that are doing what you're doing. So what is that okay. like? First, it's a hobby. Nobody does it full time for a living. Okay. It's a hobby, and I call us sweepstakes enthusiasts. Because we, none of us really, none of us earn our living winning, you know. Uh, some people do have regular jobs and they do this as a hobby at night. Some people, uh, a lot of new mothers start this hobby because they have the time, especially if baby's up at night, they can sit and enter some sweepstakes on their phone. 
uh, people who've retired, they're like, oh, now I have this big block of time. I can sit and enter some sweepstakes. I have the time to invest in it. It's such a fun hobby, and there's so many people passionate about it. This will be next in 2023 will be the 33rd annual National Sweepstakes Convention. So it's been going on a while. It moves from city to city, and it's all run by volunteers. So a sweepstakes club, yeah, there's sweepstakes clubs too, mm. uh, will run it. And so this year, 2022, it was in Manchester, New Hampshire. And next year, it's going to Scottsdale, Arizona. So I'm very excited. I'm already booked. And one of the great stories is that people don't only win prizes at the convention, they get notified, they win prizes from normal, regular, everyday sweepstakes at the convention. So Tom Cavalli, who I talked about, was one of the speakers, and he was the first speaker after lunch. And he, mm -hmm. on his lunch, he was notified that he had won a cruise. So before he started his speech, he made a little bit of a sarcastic comment and said, who here, want, he was telling us a story and we're all cheering for him, we're all happy. And then he said, who here, want a, who else want a trip at lunch? And I went, and he said, really? I said, yeah. He said, where? I said, I want, I want a trip to a music festival. <laughs> he just shook his head and everyone was cheering. It's such a crazy fun hobby. I remember even one year when somebody had a, his cell phone ring and he answered it during right in the middle of somebody speaking, but he was quiet about it. Mm -hmm. And then he hung up and he stood up and he interrupted everything and said, I just want a car. And 600 people started screaming. It was louder than any rock concert you've attended. Everybody was so happy for him. And that's the other thing I love about the mm. He won, but nobody was upset that, oh, I didn't win. What you know, I didn't win. No, we were all happy for him because your turn, there's always something else to win. There's always another trip. There's always another check. There's always another. So mm. you're, we're all happy for each other. It's kind mm -hmm. of like all boats rise with the tide, which I love about the sweep states community. Helen Hatzel in 2010, I believe this is new, new information. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's a document that, that uh, you showed me, but she, she's quoted as saying in a closing comment, sometimes not getting what you want is sometimes a wonderful stroke of luck. What, what, what does that mean to you? Well, sometimes you, you don't know what you don't know. And so, for example, I had, we had talked about my just coming back from Mexico and I ended up booking the trip in the Riviera Maya and I've only been to Mexico once and to one specific resort. So I, we have a, a big, beautiful world. I want to experience as much as I can. I was hoping to go somewhere else. Not that the place I went wasn't wonderful, but, you know, I want to experience something else. And by stroke of luck, I ended up at the same place. I was a little disappointed, but I thought the universe has a reason for putting me back here. And sure enough. I had been looking at resorts on the western side of Mexico, and the day we arrived in Mexico for our trip, the other side of the country experienced a Category 4 hurricane. So when I was walking along the beach, I was basically thanking Mother Earth for putting me exactly where I needed to be, because we had perfect weather all week, it was hot and sunny, the resort was amazing. And had we been on the other side of the country, we would either have been hunkered down or we just never would have left for it. And I don't know what would have happened to the trip. So sometimes not getting what you want is a stroke of luck. And, and sometimes you don't even know the reason. Like I happened to know because of the weather and was able to say, thank you for putting me here. Sometimes you don't know. And so you have to trust that you didn't get X because why is going to show up? I think it's that old story. Eckhart Tolle tells a story about the guy that wins a car. And he's mm. all his friends are like, you're so lucky. And then he ends up in this terrible car accident and ends up in the hospital. And his friends are like, you're so unlucky. He says, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. 
And then he ends mm-hmm. up in the hospital and his friends are like, you're so unlucky. And he says, well, we'll see. And then there's mm-hmm. a terrible storm and his house is washed out to sea. But because he's in the hospital, mm-hmm. he's safe. And his friends are like, you're so lucky. And he says, we'll see. We can't really judge what's lucky and unlucky. We just have to trust that what happens is mm-hmm. kind of the best for us. And I say we're stubborn humans and we don't like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> But you believe we're connected to to the universe, to a higher source, and, oh. and that kind of controls what, what, what our reality is? Absolutely. And Helene did, too. If you mm-hmm. read her books, she had ups and downs in her life, which I like that she put some of the downs in her book. Mm-hmm. Because people think, well, her life must have been, you know, sunshine, roses, and, you know, unicorn sparkles it it she did she had some of that stuff she she won a house she traveled all over the world she had a wonderful husband she Mm. had three beautiful children she had some of that you know um wonderful stuff but she got sick one time they thought it was cancer thankfully it wasn't but she had a bad infection she ended up getting operated on Uh, in those days that was the solution to to help her heal Hmm. Um, she had rheumatoid, um, rheumatic fever rather when she was uh, 17, they thought she was going to die. Um, so she's had her share, you know, she was in a terrible car accident and that's why she, when she was older, she didn't look the same way as when she was younger because her face, they didn't have airbags. So her Mm. face hit the dashboard and just smushed it. And she overheard the nurses saying, Oh, I wonder what she looked like. So they didn't, Hmm. they didn't quite. Uh, also plastic surgery at the time wasn't the way it is now so they weren't able to you know reshape her face exactly the way it was she was lucky she probably she was probably lucky that she could even breathe out of her nose so yeah Yeah. she had she had her share of up and downs in between winning the trips and winning the cars and and all the other things and so she's like that's what she's letting people know in her book that i won a lot but i also had my share of being human too and so you can't dismiss it as as being bad it's just part of being here and part of the journey and it's all good Mm -hmm. how much of your reality do you think is the way that you shape it in in your mind it's supposed to be all of it but even i still have trouble wrapping my head around (laughs) that because i'm human and i'm learning and it's part of my learning that's what i'm here to learn and so that's you know that's but that's the fun of it um I like, I'm currently reading the famous uh, Florence Shovel Shin book, The Game of Life and How to Play It. We're playing with different things, try different things. And that's what I teach people about the hobby too. Play with it. Do you like radio contests better? Well, focus on those. If you just want to win trips, make those your priority. There was one fella I saw at one of the conventions and his focus was just video contests. Now it was before they were as popular as they are now. But he would only do video contests and he would enter maybe five a year, but he'd probably win three of them. Spend 15 minutes one day, spend three hours the next, you know, just it's it's fun. Don't don't limit yourself to any of it. And then just see what shows up. You'd be shocked. I think I part of me thinks I started entering sweepstakes because I like getting mail. Yeah, I love I love when the UPS truck shows up or I hear the clink of the mailbox. And I know something's in there. And I'm like, ooh, what showed up today? Because sometimes they don't notify you. Prizes just arrive. I have a hunch that you get more mail than the average person. And it's not bills. <laughs> so how do you compare sweepstakes versus playing the lottery? How, how do those two things compare to you? I really like sweepstakes because the lottery requires money to buy the tickets which I don't mind spending and I do buy when I feel lucky, but I like sweepstakes because it's free to enter and the odds of winning are far greater. So I like, that's why I like entering sweepstakes because I, my chance of winning a gift card are better than the lottery or a trip or a car and it's fun and I can win more often. So on average, I win five to 15 prizes a month. I don't know a lot wow. of people that win that often in the lottery. Hmm. What What are these 
on average, what, what sort of prizes do you win in that period of time? Well, one month I won, you know, a couple of skip the dishes, gift cards. I won, um, I won a couple of pairs of running shoes. I won two stock pots. I won a trip. I want like, it really varies. I won gift cards here. One time I entered a video contest and I won a thousand dollars in visa gift cards. Uh, and I used them on the chair that I'm sitting in cause I needed a new office chair. So I treated myself. Hmm. <laughs> I do like practical items too. <laughs> so there there's all kinds of things, um, that, you know, you can use the gift cards for, or the prizes for. Gifts. I use it for gifts all the time because things I, I could win things that I can't afford and then I can use them as gifts. It's I don't, I just mm. love it. It's a, it's the best hobby in the world. I'm just maybe really biased. <laughs> mm. No, that's incredible. That that inspires me to want to start entering some of these contests. That's that's do incredible. It. Yeah, you'd be surprised. And you can do it while you work because. Mm. If you're working at your computer, you can easily have the radio on and do the cue to call in or text in or listen for your name mm. while you're working. If you sit for a couple of hours watching TV at night, there's no reason you can't have your laptop on your lap entering sweepstakes or your tablet or your phone entering social media giveaways. Hmm. You have time in the day. You just need to find it. Hmm. What What's the easiest contest to win i say to, to people find your locals hmm. so what that means is it, i call it concentric circles so you're going to enter things in your city and then your state and then the country so of course there's going to be less people entering a local giveaway so for example go find all your local media outlets because they're going to have tickets to events and prizes and only people in that region are going to enter so for example i just went and saw an elton john tribute show a couple of weekends ago with a girlfriend and I won tickets from the local radio station and I entered on their website. I didn't even phone in for that. Hmm. And so the, the pool number of people that were entering that were very few. Hmm. And so my odds of winning were better. Now people might say, well, I don't want to win that stuff. Well, that's okay. That leaves it for other people. Go find what you want to win. <laughs> There's all kinds of giveaways. And, but like I said, if you start locally, your like your region and then your state and then nationally your odds are gonna shift you know i've interviewed a few people that strongly believe in manifestation and the law of attraction some of these people i mean one person in particular won you know, over a hundred million dollars and there are some people that really really claim they believe strongly that you can speak speaking something into existence is something that is very real for them uh, do you think there's power in, in what we say? Absolutely. Uh, I saw, um, I, I'm embarrassed to say, I can't remember her name, but she wrote a book on spelling. Think about what you learn in school. You learn to spell like a spell hmm. and words have power. And I do believe some people like Helene and I can't remember. I, I can't remember. I saw that video. I can't remember the gentleman's name that won, you know, the hundred million. Hmm. They're able to kind of get out of their own way and almost vibrate at a higher frequency. And so things can just show up easily. I did notice this hmm. for myself and I want to figure out how to get back there. So the week that I went to the sweepstakes convention, I won more than I have in ages. Like I won five prizes in one day, which I've never done. I think the last I had was three. So this topped that, including the trip. Hmm. Wow. I also um, sold more books and had more business come in and taught more people than I have in a long time. And I think it's because I was just basically having fun and hanging out with my friends and just living in absolute joy for days. And then things would happen that would like raise the joy level. Like I'd win something else and we were just laughing all day. And I'm thinking to myself, how do I do that every day? And I think some people are able to maintain that level. I haven't mastered it yet, 
but that's mm-hmm. a goal. People that want to know more about you and are interested in your books, you have several books out there, including yeah, You Can't Win If You Don't Enter, Only 99 Cents. That's amazing. How to Win Cash Cars, Trips, and More, and a book uh, titled Prizes, Prizes Everywhere. I mean, if those books don't have to do with winning, I mean, those sound like winning books to me. But where, where can people find those? Where can people find your website, find you on social media and all this? Where, where can people find you? Well, I am the Contest Queen, so that's my URL, contestqueen.com. And people can even start winning for free. I have right on the homepage, five steps to begin winning. They can click on that and just start going through my process. I have it all laid out. You can just follow step by step. And to encourage people to sign up for my newsletter, I offer a free sweepstakes starter kit. It's a little 12 page booklet to also help you win. And of course my newsletter is chock full of good information. Uh, We have everything from articles to contests I'm promoting to tips and tricks and information about our bi-monthly sweepstakes club meeting that's online. So anybody from anywhere in the world can join. Wow, that's extraordinary. Well, I'm definitely going to check that out. We will also put links to your website and your books below for people that that want to, to check that out. Carolyn, thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate it. Is there anything else anything else you wanted to say today? Yeah, I don't think so because we we'll okay. talk after I win the house. Okay. <laughs> or the lottery, or I don't know. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm gonna win something big. Yeah. I I don't think it's an accident that I got Helene Hadsel's le- t- maintaining her legacy. I think I'm destined to win something big like her. I'm like my soul contract must have been something big. Well, I hope that you'll come back here and, t- and talk to me when that happens. Oh, my God. You'd be like one of the first people I message. Holy crap. Guess <laughs> well, well, I look forward to it. I, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. From your lips to God's ears. That's what we say. That's right. So that was my interview with Carolyn Willman. Thank you so much for listening. Now, if you want to watch this interview, I will put a link to the YouTube channel for this podcast, Lottery Dreams and Fortune, below. There you can subscribe to the channel and comment with your thoughts on this interview. I love checking out your comments. There are new interviews coming soon. As always, thank you so much for listening, and thank you for your support.